0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. I'm Mike Mitchellson.
0: Chase Grasha, joining me. Chase, how are we doing today? Doing pretty good, actually. You know, 2-0 and start to the season. We'll talk a little bit more about game number two later on the show, because we talked about game one already. But yeah, you know, good start to the year. Uh, a little bit of a break coming up for some reasons we'll talk about. I'm sure reasons that you guys know. But yeah, all in all, doing good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good
1: as well. Uh, we had a fun night last night, hanging out with some of the boys. Uh, but for all of you listening, if you are listening on release, it's a Monday. It's a new week. We hope you have a good week going forward, a great week going forward, shall I say. Um, but, you know, I, I'm starting school here soon. I think Wednesday is my first class, obviously MLK Day on Monday. I uh, Schools give that off to students to, you know, recognize um, what, a, what a great thing MLK has done for our country, um, so a happy MLK Day too. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking some hockey today, Chase. Very excited about that. Um, We're going to be talking, of course, the Tampa Bay game that we haven't mentioned yet. And then we're also going to be talking about some rookie talk because who doesn't love rookies? Facts, little facts. All right, but Chase, before we start with that, we have to do some... Uh, news, some, some little bit of updates, you know, obviously the season has started, but uh, we got to talk about some retirements. Jay Bo Meester and Jimmy Howard have both retired. Um, two
0: guys that, you know, we haven't mentioned yet, their retirements, and we're doing that now. Yeah. So I, I remember uh, like J. Bo, uh, J Bo Meester obviously had the health issues. It was kind of a long shot he was going to play anyway. And I remember Jimmy Howard, once he left Detroit, saying he wanted to continue to play somewhere. Apparently he got no interest. So both guys they're they're to hang it up. You know, both had great careers. J Bo Meister uh seventeen seasons and I think Jimmy Howard was thirteen or fourteen seasons. So, you know, great careers by both players. Uh not Hall of Famers, just just guys that, you know, they made good impacts around the league and they'll be remembered. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And Jimmy Howard, we we know a little bit more about him because we are in the Detroit area, obviously a longtime Detroit Red Wing. A good guy, you know, a solid goaltender as well. So it's it's nice to see him uh, moving on, going to, you know, different paths, a different pasture in his uh, upcoming career, whatever that may be. So congratulations to both of them. Both great careers, like Chase mentioned. Next, we talk about some disciplinary action as Sammy Blay has been
0: suspended. Yeah, so, uh, you know, first first line of action. Sammy Blay catches a uh, two game suspension for a hit to head on Von Taves. Uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't very good looking. It, it was a dirty hit, very much worthy of suspension. Uh, you know, it's tough to start off your year that way. Sammy Blay, he, he's a skilled player, but he plays a, he, he plays the game the right way. Usually, you know, he, he plays hard. He, he tries to play the team game while having a lot of finesse, uh, ended up kind of, you know, biting him in the butt here, getting, getting that suspension. But it, you know, if, if he's going to continue to play physical, um, He's not going to keep going head hunting. He's not just around head hunting uh, on the ice. You know, I'm sure St. Louis will look at the suspension. You know, take the two games, but then move on and be happy with the way he plays. Yeah, a little bit unfortunate for St. Louis as a whole. Semi Blea,
1: a very nice player for them, and you know, this is something that obviously he'll learn from. As you know, suspensions are for that exact reason. So unfortunate that that happened. However, uh, both parties should be coming out just okay uh next up chase jared mccann he got fined ten thousand dollars and boy that's a that's a chunk and change when we're thinking about you know us but to a
0: professional hockey player that's not too bad no it's really not it's i, I don't know what the you know like the comparison is but you know it'd be like a like a maybe a hundred dollar fine maybe even less um like it, it's it's really like not too bad you know i'm i'm obviously doesn't want to pay it up but if you don't want to pay it up don't elbow people. Uh, pretty plain and simple, honestly, um, you know, there's already been a couple hits that have been either reviewed or thought about being reviewed by the NHL. So, you know, starting off a year this way, uh, just like watching the games that I watched, I watch a lot of really physical hockey games. I was not really expecting that. Um, and, you know, like these two supplementary discipline um, actions, I guess is the word. I don't, I don't know how the word to use are kind of examples of, you know, the kind of hockey that's been played so far. I hope it continues dude. Like they they've been really entertaining games so far with how physical they've been. There's been skill of course too, but I love it. Okay, perfect cuz that was exactly what I was going to
1: ask you next. Uh obviously watching some games, we haven't been able to watch all of them. Uh and obviously there's only been what 5 days of hockey uh since we started back up, maybe only 4. I think it's yeah, only four so far. Your, your overall thoughts, you said entertaining, physical. Uh, how about from some of the skill players? Have you seen anyone start off a little bit slow that you want to see a little bit more out of? Have you seen a player that's not a rookie um, jump off to a hot star that you've been really impressed with? Give me some thoughts on how the games have looked overall and maybe some players that you've had your eye on as well.
0: Well, I want to start with like the one name that really sticks out to me in this whole thing, um, Joel Farabee. He's not listed as a rookie on um like the NHL's plus. I don't I don't remember how many games he played last year. I thought I thought he was a rookie. I don't know. I could just be losing it. But you know, he, he had well, I'm not saying he was four points for his game of the year. Uh, you know, hell of the way to start the year. Uh, but when you when you go away from him, you know, in terms of guys are just like I'll I'll just you know talk about some of the point leaders in the league right now. Like Leandro side Travis Connectney. John Navarro, Steven Sankos, Connor McDavid, all guys tied for five points. Obviously, you know, we watched Amber. He's looking good. He missed all pretty much all the playoffs last year because of injury. Uh, but he was told to be excited to be healthy this year. He's looking healthy. He's looking great. we really need that with Kuchar out of the lineup. Um, but, you know, besides that, the two Edmonton boys and McDavid and Dreisaito, they look fantastic as always. They're going to be a deadly combo. It just sucks that the rest of their team is so shitty, really, to, to put it. Um, but, like, I... There's not, I don't I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head who's been like concerning how bad they've been so far or anything like that. Is there anybody for you? Um, so there was one team in specific
1: and one player that I really just haven't noticed from this specific team, and that would be the Pittsburgh Penguins, who I had just out of playoffs. They versed Philly twice. They're actually playing the Washington Capitals right now. And one of those players is Evgeny Malkin. I feel like I just haven't seen him on the ice whatsoever. Uh, Obviously, uh, as a Tampa show, I could be missing something. Maybe uh, he's out of the lineup for some reason that I just didn't know about. I I
0: just had not noticed him at all on the ice. I feel like we would have heard a name like that being out of the lineup. Um, You know, like everyone knew Kutrov's out of the lineup. You know Malkin's out of the lineup. So I'm sure he's just been invisible. You know, regardless... It's early in the year. Guys get off to slow starts sometimes. It's really not a big deal. It's something that you need to sweat over. Um, you know, some guys get off to slow starts. Some guys get off to hot starts. But it usually ends up all kind of evening out anyway. Yep. So I just looked it up. Evgeny Malkin has been in the lineup for uh, the first two games
1: and in this li- in the game today as well. Um, But it it seems like Evgeny Malkin has kind of always been a slow starter, at least uh, from what I can remember. Obviously, he's kind of like a train, you know, he starts to go and, you know, he starts picking up pace. And once he gets to his full pace, then you can't really stop him. So uh, we'll see if that continues or maybe it's the downfall of the Penguins. Obviously, they've had a. Tremendous team, a playoff contender, a cup contender for over a decade now. And their star players are starting to get old. They don't really have as much depth as some of the top teams like our Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, So this could be the end of the Penguins dynasty. Could you see that happening? Or do you think it's just a slow start? It's Crosby and Malkin.
0: They're going to be fine. I would lean towards slow start, just like the history of the team. You know How good they've been with Crosby and Malkin on the team. Uh, it, you know, th- like you want, you want to g- like go with the proven, you know, kind of thing, I guess. So uh, I would say it's a slow start. It, it could be kind of the beginning of the end. Um, they're obviously getting towards the tail end of their careers. They're slowing down a little bit, uh, for this is the first time. in I like, watch us on the NHL network. The first time in, I don't know how many years that their panelists didn't have Crosby, a consensus ranked one or two in the league. He was ranked number seven, I think for them. Um, I would still put him as a top like three to five player in the league though, personally, Regardless, um, he is slowing down a little bit. He's still going to be a fantastic player, still going to be one of the best, if not the best in the league. Um, but I really don't know. It's, it's just too early to tell in the season. I need a couple more games, kind of see how things are going along. Yeah, and I'm just really hoping that there isn't a coaching change because anyone
1: out there listening that doesn't know about, you know, some of the Penguins history is when they made a coaching change in, what was it, 08 or 09? Uh, Dan Bausma came in and won them the cup. So, and then they made a coaching change from Dan Bow. No, it was from Mike Johnson to Mike Sullivan, um, like a month into the season. And that's when Sullivan took them to the cup, won them the cup in 15 and 16. So hopefully there's no coaching change because if that happens, we know their history and they might be, you know, just all of a sudden a phenomenal team which we don't want any challenges from Crosby and Malkin for our Tampa Bay Lightning, especially if we don't have Cooch in the lineup. But um, so yeah, uh, we got some good hockey going on. Uh, We expect the play to amp up even more. We expect the star players to get even better. So uh, it's going to be exciting to watch over the next coming weeks and months. But for now, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. We're going to check out the Bardown Breakdown. And once we come back from that, we'll be talking some Tampa Bay Lightning games.
0: Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bardown Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band,
1: and every band guy wants to be an, 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 you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the
0: globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know,
1: there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear a Montreal jersey. Then the NHL was like, hmm, I think you should stay <laughs> neutral. And we're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. So
0: tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music.
1: And we are back. If you enjoyed that sneak peek at the Bar Down Breakdown, make sure to go check it out. Their 100th episode is dropping, so congratulations to them. You can find their show on thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or anywhere you get your podcast under the banner of the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, Chase, we talked about how we're going to look at some Tampa Bay Lightning games. While I misspoke, we're going to look at some Tampa Bay Lightning game because they've only played one that we have not talked about. It was, of course, against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Not really surprising as we take this one. Uh, We said in our last episode that we expected that to be the result. It exactly was. Uh, It was, you know, a solid game, but, you know, nothing nothing too special. We knew how it was going to play out, and it played out exactly how we thought. Five to two in our favor. (coughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just another good game by our team. But Lightning, it's obviously a clearly talented roster. We I mean, we all know that this team is similar to last year, missing a couple of guys. Even with out of the lineup, this is still a hard team to beat, especially, you know, kind of in this like division that they're in. Uh, I don't think there's too much competition. So getting to play a team like Chicago eight times a year, a team like Detroit eight times a year, we're really benefiting from that. Um, but it, it was just it was a really good all around game. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy Stamkos is looking as crazy as he is so far. Vasilevsky, you know, he played a great game yet again. As usual, you know, what a surprise. Uh, he ended up making 35 saves and 37 shots. So I don't, that exact save percentage would be a 946. You know, it, it was just a, a really good like I, I can't, you know, say anybody had a bad game one way or another. I'd say, you know, everybody really chipped in. Um, you know, the, the, whole, the whole lineup was really going. It's been like that through the first two games of the season. The team has really just been looking really good. Yeah, and I fully
1: expect that to continue because uh, if you have not heard, the Dallas matchups both got postponed. Our next game is not until Thursday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. We get a six-day break from Friday, our last game against the Chicago Blackhawks, to Thursday. Uh, I expect this team to... Be at practice, going hard, trying to beef up the chemistry even more. Uh, The team looks great now. I can only imagine what they look like with another six days of extra practice.
0: Yeah, you know, it's going to be great. It kind of works out pretty well this way. You know, it's going to be weird trying to add in the games. I think they're going to do it at the end of the year or if there's another somehow like gap. But it kind of works out for Tampa, you know, having the shortest offseason season. Um, it was just a weird kind of recovery time and this is just a good break. They can practice, you know, get a little more familiar with each other Then they get to have a big training camp. This is just, this is going to be a good thing. Absolutely. And, uh, a team that
1: already looks good. I think six days of practice is only going to help, especially because when we look at the Chicago Blackhawks, they're not the best team. You know, so being able to get those extra days of practice before we go in our stretch against Nashville, Carolina, Dallas, you know, once Dallas hopefully gets healthy and they're able to start playing, um, I think we're going to need that little extra chemistry. And hey, the power play is going to look great after the practice because 0-4 on the power play against the Chicago Blackhawks on Friday you know that John Cooper is going to be pounding the power play and practice this week.
0: You know, that's someone Tampa had a lot of issues with in the playoffs in last year too, a team that's so good, just not having a top-end power play, was kind of frustrating. Like, it was still a really good power play, but there were so many games where, oh, you know, like, I think they went like like nine games without a power play goal last year, if I remember right. But then all of a sudden they started scoring in bunches and it helped kind of even out those numbers. But, like, it's always been an issue with this team is the power play is, like, it has all the talent in the world, but doesn't always produce. So hopefully, yeah, this week of practice, they can kind of figure something out and just execute to perfection going forward. Yep, absolutely. And Chase, you've already mentioned
1: his name, Stephen Stamkos. Uh, I was a little concerned coming into the season. Obviously, he's had injury problems over the past couple of seasons. We know he's a great player, and we've even started to talk about, and it's kind of crazy to start talking about this this early, but with all the phenomenal names that we're going to have to start paying uh, in a couple years from now, obviously Brayden Point and Sorelli, both on bridge deals, going to have to get them some big boy money soon. Um, We even started talking about maybe Stamkos will have to get moved. And that's something that I think was a little premature on our end. However, it's something you look forward to when you're looking at a team overall and they're, success now, but also success in the future. Um, but boy oh boy, has Stamp looked absolutely phenomenal this year.
0: Yeah, you know, I definitely don't want to be going anywhere, but if it's what you gotta do, it's what you gotta do. Um, me, I I'm personally like, you know, I'm 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 on the players' sides, but in terms of like moves like that, I'm I'm always gonna be on the team side because that's the kind of I'm trying to be in that field. I anyway, know you know I'm trying to go in, into like actual NHL, like team management. So I like, if it's gonna be for the betterment of the team, like you gotta do what you gotta do. If that means trading away a star player, trading away a captain, you gotta do what you gotta do. Don't want to see him go anywhere. Uh, he's playing great yet again, as you mentioned, as I've mentioned. He, he's he's looking like he's you know really back up back up to shape. But you know if he gets hurt again, it's it's just gonna complicate things even further. So you gotta hope he stays healthy and hope that somehow it can all be figured out where he doesn't have to go anywhere. Yeah, absolutely, and I just cannot wait to see him back out there on the ice on Thursday against the Columbus Blue
1: Jackets, hopefully continuing his hot start. But Chase, we will now move into some rookie talk, as uh, I think we start off with with one guy right off the bat, um, four points already through two games, one overtime winner, guy has looked absolutely phenomenal, and he's on Minnesota, a team that you and I both thought last year was just probably the biggest snooze fest in the whole NHL.
0: Not just last year, every year. We, we, we always thought you know, just a boring-ass team in Minnesota because they don't play an exciting game. The West, it's it's getting better, but the West hasn't been the most exciting hockey, you know, uh, in, like in the last 15 years, I'd say. It's definitely getting better and better as the whole game, just getting more skilled. Uh, but Minnesota, they have probably one of my favorite, like, young development systems, you know, with Kirill Kaprizov finally in the NHL having a big start. They have uh, Matthew Boldy, of course. They have Alexander Kovanov. You know, th- those are three guys I think are going to be like legitimate superstars in the league. Alexander Kovanov, that kid's criminally underrated. Wait till you see him in the NHL. Wait till you see what he does. It's stupid. Um, so Minnesota, they could be a just really damn fun team to watch going forward. And I mean, they have been so far. Kaprasov, overtime goal, game one. Overtime assist in game two. Four points through two games. He's just killing it.
1: Yeah, and Chase, you told me about his nickname. Uh, I'll let you repeat that here in just a second. But the
0: guy has been absolutely money. Yeah, that nickname that you just mentioned, uh, Dollar Bill Carrill, You know, a little hint to what you said, money there. Um, I don't. I don't know which teammate said it, but they're interviewing uh, after game one. And the teammate said um, they were asked about the overtime goal, and they said that's why we nicknamed him, nicknamed him Dollar Bill Caril. Like, and I just I laughed so hard that that was so funny. It was so perfect. I love it. Hope that's actually what they call him because that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and, and this might be a little premature, but I'm ready to say it now. Maybe we can get the the opinions of the Soda Pod boys. Uh, but Caril already the best player on Minnesota.
0: I yeah. I mean. Alrighty, I'm saying it. All I'm right. putting my fizz yeah, down. I, I I could possibly get there. It's just, it's two NHL games. He's been fantastic. He's been the best player outside of the NHL for the last you know five years anyway. Um, so it's not far fetched. But like, it's it's hard to get there right now for me. But I I don't know who else I'd argue either.
1: Yeah, so uh, having a Artemi Panarin like impact already. Uh, however, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna like Karell a lot better than Panarin going on because obviously Panarin started with Chicago. Not a Chicago fan, sorry, but just never been a Chicago fan. So that kind of you know dropped Panarin a little bit, and then he went to Columbus, which like they're they're a team where it's like you know they're they're okay, but. Not a not a huge fan. Then he went to New York, teamed up with Sabinajad, really like him over there. Um, but I, I think Kirill, I'm going to like him throughout. I mean, to, to make a team like Minnesota actually interesting and to make me actually want to watch Minnesota is something huge. So I,
0: I'm loving Kirill. Yeah, I'm saying, dude, I, I look forward to seeing the rest of the year. You know, he was he was my preseason pick for the Calder for a reason. He just got supreme talent. He's a legitimate goal scorer. He's legitimate playmaker. He's just a really damn good player offensively. Um, he's going to be the relied-on guy going forward. He's already averaging 20 minutes a night. As a rookie forward, regardless of age, it's impressive.
1: Absolutely. All right, Chase, let's move on to another player, another rookie. Let's go with my pick for the Calder, and that would be Tim Stutzla. He scored his first goal last night.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a nice shot, too. Uh, you know, it, it was just a rocket of, of a one-t kind of. Um, he, he's a just special hockey player, he really is. I'm so happy he's able to play this year. Still makes no sense to me, but I'm not getting into that anymore. Um, you know, he, he can really be that catalyst that Ottawa team needs to help just like he, he's going to be that the catalyst that the team needs to help finish that rebuild. Um, you know, this year is not gonna be it, but in a year or two. Once it all gets figured out, we talked about it before. It's going to be a really good hockey team, uh, headed by this guy Tim Schutzla. He's just he's just a fantastic player, and he doesn't look out of place at all already.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He looks great, and the the two players that went above him, Alexi Lafreniere. He's played two games so far, has nothing on the score sheet, and Quentin Byfield. He's not even in the NHL, so. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to bring this up, but I think, you know, no. as a journalist, I have to. Tim Stutzla should have been the first overall pick. No,
0: shut the hell up. Jesus. No, it's my duty as a journalist. I have to bring up the heat. You see, you're like the type of reporter that Jacob Vorchek yells at in the postgame interviews. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. Oh, my God. That that was the probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. Because, you know, I've seen, I've seen coaches like Torts get mad. You don't see players get mad very often at reporters, but when players do, it's funny. Um, so if anyone didn't see it, Jacob Forchek was getting mad at r- reporters, asking him a question, and he didn't want to answer because um, I think the, the guy wrote about how he's kind of like a bad team player, bad defensive player a couple years ago, and Forchek doesn't like that. You're writing a shitty article about him, and you're now you're calling him out. Um, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said something along the lines of, I uh, you know anything you write is fucking shit, you know, just like on the live post game Zoom call. It's like, oh, all right. We weren't expecting that. I don't I think it was Travis Sanheim next to him. How do you sit there and just not like laugh? I would I would burst out laughing. I wouldn't be able to hold it in. Well, I think the funny part was you saw
1: Travis Sanheim start to smile a little bit when like the next reporter like came up. He's like, all right, moving on. Uh, this one's for Sanheim. And you saw Sanheim like smirk a little bit I I thought it was hilarious as well Um, but I'm not calling players bad I'm just bringing up the question based on production thus far so Uh, I'm just talking about bad writers well bad reporters I don't know anything about that
0: bad reporters
1: I don't know anything about that either because I'm great okay noob (laughs) Uh, so yes Tim Stutzla out to the out to a hot start. Uh, hopefully we see Alexi Lafreniere uh, pick it up. But I mean, the whole New York Ranger team has to pick it up because
0: it's not going so hot there. No, it, it, it's really not. It's it's just a train wreck. Um, hopefully laugh can get a first, first goal, first point coming up soon. Uh, Cameron Miller, you know, another guy, he is a rookie who there's a lot of expectations on. Hopefully he can pick it up, but really the whole team, uh, Tony D'Angelo was skating with the taxi squad at some point during practices. I don't know what the whole deal is as of today, but I remember that was the thing. Jack Johnson is the worst player in the NHL right now. I will very, very safely say that. But he continues to get ice time. He was playing, you know, the like top pair in their practice after their, his brutal game one. I, just, I don't understand what that team's doing. They're really going down down the shitter, you know, had high expectations for him. But the fact that they're going to rely on Jack Johnson that much, I want to change up all my expectations. Yeah, for sure. And I don't,
1: I don't know how I feel about Jack Johnson. Like... Obviously, when his parents stole all his money, like, that's shitty. That's really shitty. Um, if, you, if you don't know about that story, look it up. Just Jack Johnson. Um, what is it? Had to file for bankruptcy. That's what it is. Yep. Um, that, like, that was just a, a shitty situation, and it makes me feel bad for the guy, but he's really not a good hockey player. So, like, it hurts me to be like, oh, he shouldn't be in the league, because I think there should be... Some type of reparation where he gets you know some of his money back after it was stolen
0: by his own family, but like he's just bad. No, he he's horrible. Like I I said that before. You know I'd be fine with him. i was fine with him getting a couple of paydays, but um you know it's at the point where he still has a shit ton more money than I do. Um so like you know I don't feel as bad. He's got to have a long NHL career. He can have a career in coaching or. Management or scouting or something when he retires, because that's what happens when you play in the league that long. So he's still gonna be able to make his money. Sure, it sucks you don't have as much money as you should. Uh, you gotta, that's so why you gotta, it, it's obviously it's hard to say to get, about your parents, but you gotta learn who to trust and who not to trust. Um, me personally, if I was in the situation, I'm the only one touching my money. No one, no one's touching my money. Um, I, but I also, I, I know what I would know how to handle that. I know some players, they don't, they don't know how to handle their money. That's why they have people do it. But then you get in situations like that. But regardless, beside the point, um, he's not good anymore. He should not be in the NHL, but he's going to be for at least this year, probably even next year. Well, you know that I'm going to tell
1: Mary Jo and Al now that you think they're thieves, right? Sure. That works. <laughs> All right, Chase, let's talk about two more rookies before we hop off here. We'll start off with Nils Hoglander uh, has one goal on the season through three games, but he's averaging over
0: 18 minutes of ice time. Guy is being relied on because he's sick. He is someone that I loved in his draft cycle. He plays this really hard game, but he has the sickest hands you've ever seen. It, it's incredible. Um, you know, it's like someone like, for example, like Sean Thornton, um, He, I've, a long time NHL grinder, tough guy. He had some of the best hands in the league, but he never used them because that wasn't his role. Where Nils Hoglander, you know, he plays not as physical, but pretty close to his physical, but his role is to score. So he shows off those hands. He's, you know, he scores all those sick lacrosse goals. We saw him last year, him playing in the Swedish league. Um, he's going to score a lot of highlight goals in his NHL career. He's going to be a crazy legitimate threat. Vancouver, they have a really nice player on their team. They have a really nice team in general going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Nils Hoglander an absolute beauty. But Chase,
1: we'll talk about one more rookie, unless you want to talk about a couple more. But uh, I think there's some pretty good names out there. I'll let you pick who we want to talk about.
0: All right. So if I had to talk about one more, Honestly, the one guy that I think I would really want to talk about is Ty Smith. So Ty Smith, the New Jersey Devils, I think end of the season he's gonna be their best defenseman, like it'll be realized. I thought he was gonna be in the NHL last year. I, I thought there was a chance he was gonna make it as an eight-year-old, honestly. Um, it shocked me that it took him as long as it did. But here he is finally, two games, two points. Uh, you know, playing 17 minutes a night. He's gonna he's gonna be on their top deep air soon enough. He'll be in the top four probably by next week, honestly. Uh, he he is a fantastic defenseman. He is incredibly gifted offensively, incredibly gift, gifted defensively. He's a team like he has the potential to be a t- team's true number one defenseman. in my honest thought um, and New Jersey, like, that's something that they really need right now. They you know, they need some supplemental scoring up front with their tremendous center core. They have and then they need some reliable defense. And they've got maybe their future goalie with Mackenzie Blackwood, who I personally love. And Ty Smith is really showing that this team is trending in the right direction. Yeah,
1: absolutely, and I think Jack Hughes has started off to a really nice start as well. Um, but we already see the production out of Ty Smith. Two points through two games. Uh, he's played seventeen minutes of ice time, uh, just above that uh, for the last couple or for his first two games, and then he is a plus three in the plus minus category. So uh, Ty Smith doing very well. The former seventeenth overall pick. Uh, very exciting to watch him and his production. Um, but Chase, quickly, um, real quick. We gotta talk about Alexander Romanov because I just love him.
0: Yeah, you know he he is great. He the way he plays the game is it's really unique because he has offensive upside, but he's a freaking hard hitter. He he plays the game in a mean way, but he like will score a lot of points for Montreal. He's gotten assists so far through two games. Uh, I haven't really had the opportunity to see Montreal play yet. That's gonna be the issue. We're not gonna be able to see the Canadian teams play too much. Kind of sucks, but I mean he's played almost 19 minutes on average a night. Solid start. Um, he's going to soon be their you know, number one, number two defenseman by the end of the year. Would not shock me at all. Uh, he, he's just a really fun player. He's going to be someone that I think like becomes a fan favorite. Absolutely.
1: And I just love the way he plays, his mentality, because he's not a huge guy. He's only 5'11", yet, like you said, just a giant hitter. Guy is awesome. Uh, you're going to be able to see him put up points. You're going to be able to see him lock down other forwards and then also just Big old freaking check on someone. So, I uh, absolutely love that kid. Had to just mention his name because anytime I see his name, I just want to talk about him. He's so good. But that's uh, fair. That is going to do it for the episode. Quickly, we're going to do a hockey name of the day and then we're going to hop out of here. Um, all right, let's try this one. Chase, we have
0: Ben Zargash just <laughs> Ben our guy and, and these like names uh, you you don't pronounce the J as a J it's, it's, like it's a I. J
1: it's not an I okay it's you Zargaj. know what?
0: all right you, you know, know what? what let me talk to his
1: family let me talk to his parents because they don't know their last name it's Zargaj.
0: <laughs> all right so so I, I don't know if, if you remember this this guy at all do you uh do you remember the story about the um guy who wrote an email to lead prospects asking them to like um, update his page and profile and saying that he was like retiring and stuff, and saying that you know he was playing D2 hockey, but he's just like for the boys, blah blah blah. Do you, do you remember that story at all? I do not. All um, I, I'll find the tweet, I'll send it to you after, but uh, so it's this guy, I'll tweet it out with the podcast too. Um, so, but so that was, was a kind of funny story for anybody that follows Elite Prospects kind of heavily, I'm sure you remember it, but yeah, Ben, he's a retired goalie now, he's 22 years old, uh, born just a couple. Months after me, month and a half, really. Uh, June 10th, 1998. Played at Norwich, which is uh, ACHA Division II. Not a very good goalie. In 13 games in his final season, he had a 4-2-8 and 8-17 save. Got one shutout in there, so, you know, good on him for that. But n- nothing special of a player. Just a name that I, I remember, and I know you're going to pronounce the J like that, and I kind of want to just talk about his, his story, just because it's it was just a funny thing, and I'll make sure to tweet it out with the podcast link so people can see it.
1: Well, I mean, I think I'd retire, too, for the boys because, you know, it's such great times with the boys. You know, go golfing, have a couple beers, you know. Uh, so, hey, Ben, I, I totally understand what you did there, and hats off to you, brother. If you want to <laughs> retire from hockey just to, uh, you know, drink some brewskis and play golf with the boys, completely understand
0: it. Listen to this tagline on this page real quick before we move on, um, before we go on to the end. It's like where it usually has the scouting reports on the prospects. It says mediocre career, but loves the boys and the boys love him.
1: <laughs> you know what? That's what I want my uh, my legacy to go down as. It's <laughs> <That's> fantastic. <laughs> that is. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the episode. We'll have Chase. Let you all know. Let y'all know. Did you see that? I'm country now. Um Okay. <laughs> chase would let everyone know how you guys are able to support us if you'd like to as well as where to find all the updates for our pages
0: yeah so as always i'm going to thank you guys for listening uh, if you're listening to a patreon on patreon we'd really appreciate it uh you know it's just a different avenue to get some other hockey podcast network info and uh pro- like products i guess and what content is the word that's the word i just cannot think of content to get some hockey pod network content. Uh, if you want sports that way, yet again, we'd really appreciate it. going to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the hockey podcast network on Twitter at Hockey Podnet. That's at Hockey PodNet. There's another jersey giveaway going on. It's a bracket uh, style this time. So you vote on which jersey you like best and they move on. The winning jersey. I'm pretty sure it works how the last one did. The winning teams podcast gets to give it out. So if you want a Tampa jersey, make sure you're getting everybody to vote as the best. Get all your friends and you know you can have a chance to win. So, but while you're at it, if you if you're interested in any football talk at all and um, some other hockey talk, we'll do once the off kicks in. On that, we'll uh, you can find us over at WNP Sports Pod on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. Uh, you know, as of, right now I was just mentioned, we're doing a lot of football talk. Playoffs still going on, and we'll do plenty of you know football pre draft and free agency stuff too. Uh, if you want to check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com, you can find all the podcasts with the network right there. Boom, click the logo, listen easy peasy lemon squeezy. Whoever listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. Uh, email me. You can knock on my door. And you, you, you know what? You, you can just send me an edible arrangement. How's that sound? We'll just make sure to send uh, Chase's address out there
1: with the new episode so that yeah. if you do want to knock on his door or send him an edible arrangement, you can do that. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, like you say, Chase. So, like I uh, yeah. That's going to do it for the episode. We want to thank you for coming out and giving us a listen. Uh, So that's it. We'll talk to you next time.